Hey, 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 good morning. Welcome to Fellowship of Champions Church International. I'm Pastor Sean Strickland, here with my super cute husband, Pastor Edwin Strickland. And we happen to pastor some of the most amazing partners on the planet here at Fellowship of Champions. Guys, we are celebrating today what? Resurrection. He is risen. Yes. Can you put in the comments? He is risen, right? The reality of it is, is that everything that we believe is based on the cornerstone that not just Jesus went to the cross on Good Friday, but that he got up with all power on early on that Sabbath, mm -hmm. and we are so thankful for it. So I need all of my partners this morning to say, he is risen, he is risen, he is risen. Then you know what I want you to do? I want you to hashtag live and tell me where you're watching from. Then you know what I want you to do is I want you to do some social media outreach. I want you to share it on your page. I want you to share it on your story. If you know somebody that may be home this morning, I want you to tag them. I'm super excited because at, at, at 11 o'clock, we have the huddle. And so we have partners who have come from all over the nation. It always does my heart and Pastor Ellen's heart so, so, so much good that our partners are willing to travel and come and be with us. But we are so incredibly excited. And, you know, um, we were saying, you know, a lot of times when we have the huddle, we don't have a Sunday morning service. But we were like, it's Resurrection Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. We have to talk to our partners. We have to remind them of what Jesus has done for us in the getting up. Mm -hmm. We have to do that. And so that's why we're here this morning. And we're glad that you're here this morning as well. So we want you to share. We want you to engage welcome youtube family i see jim going holding down the youtube family going on and saying something for us and listen we're just super super excited now listen we um have some announcements but let's do them at the end because what i think we should do is i think we should just take 13 seconds and praise the lord how many of you this morning are glad to be saved and while they're praising the lord let's not forget because i've been noticing the last couple of weeks we've got new people showing oh, up yeah, every sorry. single week every single week and so we want to welcome all of our first-time visitors you know uh, we thank all of our partners first of all for sharing the broadcast every week and as you have been doing that i'm telling you like three or four times during the week we're having to welcome new partners in and remember those of you that own uh, the live with us the other week we used to say we were believing God for our 500 partners well we've increased that number now to our thousand partners so we're believing God for a thousand partners so if you're a new visitor then you don't have to come on screen or anything but go to the comment section and just let us know say this is my first time here happy Easter glad to be joining you and one of our virtual greeters uh, will just respond and say hello to you and let you know that you're welcome Wait, did I hear you say that we have over 500 uh, virtual we partners? Be we, believe, we, we believe that number is correct. We're going to solidify, but God told us to stop saying 500, say 1,000. Yeah. So we're going for the 1,000. Yeah, we got partners everywhere. Yeah. We got partners everywhere. Yeah. And so we continue to call our partners in from the north, south, east, and west, the people that God has raised up for this time mm -hmm. in order for Pastor Edwin and I to lead you into our mission of walking in love, living by faith, and experiencing God's prosperity in every area of your mm -hmm. life. Yes. So we just believe that God has given us a word for such a time as this that is about equipping the body of believers, mm -hmm. that we want to see the body of believers. Um, you got a friend? I do. I do. Winifred, uh, yes. 86 bro. <laughs> so we just, we, we, we believe that we know that God 
wants you to win in life. We know that based on what Jesus did, that he wants you to win. And we want you to not just be hype and be excited. Yeah, right. We want you to know how to practically walk out the word, practically walk out the word, because it's not just enough to hear the promises of God. Right. Here's a great example. You can hear the message of salvation sure. forever, right? You can hear it. You can even regurgitate. We, we grew up hearing. I mean, if you come on now, we in the South for the most part. You've been to church. You've been to vacation Bible school. Your grandma took you. Your mama took you. Your daddy may have taken Someone took you to church and you heard the message of salvation. And you may have heard it for years before it ever actually resonated in your heart. And you decided to make that decision on your own. Absolutely. So you're absolutely right. Absolutely. You can hear it, hear it, hear it, hear it. But until it moves you, to the place of acceptance, that's when it becomes real. Absolutely. And there may be somebody watching today and you've been in church for a long time, but you've never accepted Jesus as your personal savior. Just because you love church doesn't mean you know Jesus, right? And so I want you to just stop and ask yourself on the front end, do I know Jesus? Mm. Is my name written in the Lamb's book of life? Not a do I sing on the usher board? I mean, sing on the usher board. Not am I, <laughs> do I serve on the usher board? Do I sing in the choir? Not am I a faithful deacon? Right. But do I know Jesus? Is my name written in the Lamb's Book mm -hmm. of Life? Because all of the other promises that we talk about, they, they start they from start. this foundation <laughs> of knowing Jesus. Yes. It is so important to know Jesus. Yes. Yes. And the thing I love about resurrection season is that I think that if that we are so easy in the church to get away that the foundation of this is Jesus, is. right? Yes. And we and, and there's so many things I posted on Friday. There's so many great things that God wants to do for us. And I say, we want so much from Jesus, but what are we willing to give mm -hmm. him? Well, there's a song that used to say he wants it all. Mm -hmm. He wants all of you, right? He wants you to make that exchange. He wants you to acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of saving. He wants you to acknowledge that you believe that this this weekend that we are celebrating that he did that for you because you had a sin debt that you could not pay and he wants you to acknowledge that you need him and you believe in him that is salvation yes. it is not joining a church it is not being baptized in right. a church it is not wearing a wwjd yes. t-shirt it is we need a savior Amen. and jesus is my savior and the byproduct is that if I make Jesus my savior, he is also my Lord. Yes. So not only does he save, <laughs> save me, me from, from sin, hell, right. <laughs> not only does he right. save me from sin, hell, and myself. Right. Anybody thankful that God saved you from yourself? So thankful. He, he Not only does he save us from sin and hell and ourselves. He also has the right to tell us what to do. If you were born again, believe, I just want you to say that Jesus can tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because on the on the surface, in our flesh, if we think about it, it seems like we're giving up so much. It's like, oh, my gosh, I got to give my life up. I got to follow these rules. I got to do this. I got to do that. But when you think about it, what you're really giving up is failure. What you're really giving up is 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 depression and lack and, and 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 sadness and grief because literally if you read his word he'll say things like give me your grief so i can give you joy it's yes. literally like this exchange every bad thing that we have jesus is like give it to me i'll take it and in exchange i'll give you something that's greater for you and for your life 
And so it's not really about giving up anything. If you think about it, it's what look at all we have to gain when we accept Jesus. We we have so much to gain when we accept Jesus. Yeah. And let's add this, guys. He gave his life for us. Yes. Yeah. He gave his life yeah. for us. In in what exchange system do we say? That you would give right. everything in yeah. marriage yeah. for me, yeah. and yeah. I would give yeah. nothing in marriage for you yeah. except what I feel like doing. Yeah. Guys, we the Bible tells us we can look at the natural to see the spiritual, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I say this all the time. If we look at a natural relationship, right, and we see one of the spouses that's all mm -hmm. in, that's committed, mm -hmm. that's faithful, that's mm -hmm. loving, that's kind, and the other spouse is just kind of like, you know, it is what it <laughs> right. is. You right. know, that's my man. Right. He going right. to do what I tell him to do. He going to take me back no matter whatever it is I say. We literally say that couple is not a healthy right. couple. Right. That couple is a toxic couple. Why? Because we know that love should be reciprocal. Yes. yes. We know that love should be reciprocal. Yeah. Many of you, you've had your feelings hurt. Because we've been on the other end of when that love wasn't, wasn't reciprocal. Absolutely. How many of you have ever been in a situation where you've given someone your best yeah. and they just didn't seem to have any appreciation for it? Yeah. That you, 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 if you got kids, I know you know this testimony, baby, that you have, you have gone out of your way to do something for your kids and they don't even seem to have a rep because, because your goodness is so normalized for them that they don't have gratitude. And here's the thing, you know, and I'm going to say it again. Welcome to all of our first time visitors. I'm seeing names I've never seen before. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, happy Easter. Glad you are joining us. But here's the thing. The Bible tells us that he loved us before we were even able to love him. Absolutely. That literally he died for our sins. And we're talking about Jesus this morning because this is the day that as in the Christian faith, we celebrate his resurrection. And we know that his resurrection, literally, it was it's the foundation for everything. everything. If, if it were if because no matter how good we were. No matter how well we kept the law, no matter how many sacrifices we made, no matter how many ordinances we kept, we could not have been good enough or live righteous enough to receive the gift of salvation. It was a debt that could only be paid by him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And he paid it knowing to be able to look down through the annuals of time and know that we would be the way we've been all of our lives toward him, the whole world, but he still died for us. And now that we come into that revelation, it's like, man, here's why every day, but here's why collectively we come together on Easter Sunday and celebrate the miraculous resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And so for the unbeliever, yeah. right, they're loved unconditionally. Yeah. But they're not responding. Right. Believers should be responding yes. to that love. Yes. Jesus is so good, he requires a response. Yes. What he has done, and for me, what I think about is that um I I, I, I love to use marriage because Jesus because G, Paul actually says to us that the marriage relationship between mm -hmm. the husband and the wife reflects yes. Christ and the church. Mm -hmm. The truth of it is, is that on any given day of the week. You are going to outserve me. You just you some of your personality. You're just going to outserve me, right? And there can be moments where you ask me, your sacrifice 
has always been so much bigger than mine because you've always been the person. You've always literally stood like Jesus for the church. Mm. Like if there was something difficult that needed to be done, you're going to do the mm. difficult thing. I have been tremendously blessed that I am not, that I am married to a husband who is like, if something difficult must be done, I will do the difficult yeah. thing. Right. So there may be a moment where you ask me to do something a different way. And in the, in reality, I don't want to do it mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. But I remember that you are the one who's made the mm. bigger sacrifice. Mm. So you weren't sure where I was going. Huh? No, I'm just, no, uh, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm just, yeah. it, it makes no, sense though. I was, I, there are times that you have asked me to do something. And I don't, if I'm honest in my flesh, I don't want to do it right. that way. It doesn't make sense to me why I would do it that way. But I remind myself that you have consistently shown me that in times of trouble, that what you are willing to do is the difficult thing. So then I force myself, right, not out of obligation, right. to remember how good you've been to me and that goodness propels me to act, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus did the difficult thing. Mm -hmm. To put that in the comments, Jesus did the difficult things. Jesus did the ultimate act of service. Jesus did the ultimate um, 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 affirmation of us. Jesus did everything that you need in, in the love acts. Jesus did the ultimate act of service yes. for us, yes. right? So what should happen when we find out there are things in our life that don't look like him mm. and it, it, when our flesh wants us to say, he want another thing. He want me not to cuss them out. He wants me to do so-and-so. We should go to the difficult thing that mm -hmm. he did that we could not do mm -hmm. for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And if we honest, that's really why we get aggravated at our kids. We will ask our kids to do something simple like wash the dishes after we have done all of these things that they could not do for themselves. And then they will huff when they have to wash the dishes as though they could have done the difficult things for themselves if we had not been willing to do it. Are y'all understanding what we're saying but, but today? Then, but, and then you think about that in the context of our own kids, right? Because I, I, all five of our kids have been on that side at some point, but also they've also been on the other side where they have done something and they did it and we didn't even know why they did it. We was like, why would you do that? They were because you've been so good to because me. Because you've been so because good you, to because me. Because you guys take care of us so well. I just didn't want it to be hard on you. And so the reality of it is, the Bible says it like this. It says the goodness of God, it draws men. And then it says to repentance. But that goodness draws though. So if, if, if you have a revelation, and that's the problem. A lot of people don't have a revelation of how good God is through his son, Jesus Christ, for us. They don't understand that. But if you had a revelation of how good Jesus is to you, it would draw you to doing the good things toward him. It, it, it wouldn't be a requirement. It would draw you. And so it's, and think about how we have felt. I don't know, I say we, I remember, I remember times when the boys uh, in particular, you know, came up and said, hey, dad, I just want to do X, Y, and Z because you're so good to us because the way you take care of us, because when I went to college, you helped me do this, or, or you paid for that, or you you did this and you didn't have to, and I, and, and I know it was hard, but you did this, you know? I remember when Taylor was saying, hey, I really appreciate that you drive, you know, all that, all that way to keep me in school so I could do X, Y, and Z. Yes, it's my job, but it's nothing like when the thing you've done for someone, they respond appropriately to. It's not that you, it's not that you even require them to, but when they do, 
it's an awesome feeling. And that's why I like to respond to the Father, to Jesus that way, because I want I want to reciprocate the gratitude that I have that's for so the way good. for the way they the, what they what they've done for me. So what I'm hearing you say is that when I accept Jesus and I be, the more I become aware of the great price he paid for me, mm -hmm. it should produce a thanksgiving in my mm -hmm. heart that says, yes, you've asked me to do this thing I don't want to do, but what you did for me was so much more difficult and I never could have done it, right? Yep. So the least I can do is respond to you with gratitude. Mm -hmm. And we do it all the time. In the natural, we do it all the time. Somebody gives you a gift that you really like, they don't have to say, now remember to thank me. You can't, they, you can't hardly open the gift before you start saying, oh my God, thank you so much, thank you so much. Why? Because a gift elicits that kind of response. So if you think about the ultimate gift that Christ gave us in his death and the resurrection, because it's one thing for him to die. The power is in the resurrection. He's in the resurrection. He, he died for our sins, but then he got up to show us that he had power over death. And so when we say that the wages of sin is death, in Jesus Christ, those sins can don't have power over us anymore. Well, the rest of that scripture says, but the gift of God is eternal, eternal life. life. Here's what I'd like to ask you this Resurrection Sunday. Have you forgotten that resurrection, his resurrection mm. is a gift? Mm. Have you forgotten that it's a gift? And so have you taken that gift? Yes, thank you and for the now gift you of don't. eternal life. So it's a precious gift. Mm -hmm. It's a most valuable gift. Mm -hmm. Are you now treating this precious, most valuable gift common? Mm. Are you now treating salvation common? Mm. Are you now like you've been in Christianity so long that whether you do what he tell you to do, mm -hmm. it's irrelevant. It don't really matter. Have you now, and the truth of it is, is that we've been married almost 29 years. Yeah. So what we know is that if you get comfortable with the gift you have, you can neglect. Yeah, yeah. You start taking it, it, it for granted. Come on. If you get, I can, I can get. If I'm not careful, if I don't manage my mind right, your goodness to me can become so normalized mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that what I do is I begin to expect it and begin to have entitlement for yep. it instead of responding in gratitude mm -hmm. for it. Is this helping anybody mm -hmm. today? Because the Bible tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So if we don't appropriately respond to Jesus, then we don't, then what ends up happening is, is that just like, listen, I can remember this. I can remember, baby, listen. Y'all, I flunked a class for Pastor Ellen. I flunked a class. Now, are we going to no, say no, for me? For you. For you. For you. For you. It's Sunday now. No, it's for you. It's for you. I had a class. He used to come see me on the weekend, and I had a class that was from 2.30 to 3.30 on Friday. Now, I don't know why anybody in college would do that, but I had done it. But he got here at 1 o'clock. So what happened is, I did not have any interest in that class. Let me tell you something. I was For the so, record, you didn't even tell me. I don't think you had I a didn't class. I didn't tell you because <laughs> it was not necessary. I would have had, no, no, had no, you no, to go to no, class. It was not necessary for you to know the sacrifice I was making <laughs> to be with you. My point is, is that I was so into you that I was willing to take an F. And let me tell y'all something, because I know y'all think, I didn't even feel bad when I got there. 
Because I was like, I may have got an F, but oh, I got the man. So I don't care nothing about that. And when I had to take that class again the next semester as his wife, I didn't care nothing about that, baby. <laughs> I went on back up in that class smiling. I made a B the next time. Why? I'm saying to you, we are familiar with sacrifice. Yes, we're familiar we're with sacrifice. We are, yes. we are familiar yes. with putting ourselves yes. out. Yes. Now, I done paid for a class. Yeah. Yeah. I done paid for the book. Yeah. Right, but I'm gonna miss the class because of what Kimberly Dennis right. said. I'm so into you, and the reality of it is, is that I don't think we have fully learned to treat Jesus like such a gift mm -hmm. that I'm so into you. I am so into you that even when I don't want to do this thing, I am willing to do it for you. And here's the thing: even all these years later, 29 years later, right? I don't blame him for that L. Right. I don't blame it. I say I, I I didn't say it was his fault. I you, said I did it for you. You know what? I you know I, I'm a, a we today marks what twenty three years of ministry. ministry. We started pastoring together twenty three years ago 20, today. Today April today. 9, 23 years we ago. Should we, we, we should have had an anniversary service. We should have. We should have had some, some gators and everything else. For twenty five, we need, <laughs> for twenty five, we need. What y'all think? For twenty five, two more years, we're gonna we have need a, to have an old, old school, school anniversary, anniversary service. service. You know what I want? What you want? I want them crown chairs, them, them <laughs> throne <laughs> chairs up at the thing, and I want. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wear. It's in the front. I want to wear a hat. Amen. But you know, you know, I need to quit blaming you. Because Holy Ghost, <laughs> Holy Ghost. I don't even know what he's about to say, but can somebody say Holy Ghost? Because I think Jesus just did something in here. See, because I made the only D in college I ever made the semester we got married. Because we got married, we moved up here in August, and I took that class in August of 94. And it was an art history class. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if y'all know my personality, but I went to class. Amen. I went to every class. Amen. There was no skipping class. And Pastor Sean used to go in the, at the University of Arkansas. They used to hang out in the union. And my class was like at 2 o'clock. And see, I didn't care if a class was at 2 o'clock or 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock that night. I went to class whenever I signed up for the class. <laughs> But she put so much pressure on me at the time. At least I felt like it. She'd be like, oh, look who's going to go to class. No, no. You should. No, no. No, no. No, no. So I you should blame not... me for that. You should. Don't, don't stop the blame. You, you need to release it. But you should blame. That is not the same situation. Okay. All right. I literally. Well, I'm going to keep my blame. No. Here. I literally pressured you. You did. I pressured you. And your, you, you and your friend. Would, would be laughing at me as I was going to class. But I will I will tell you this. This is what scripture tells us. We've drawn away by the lust, lust of our own. I knew it was now, so I, bad. I, I, listen, I, 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 listen, we drawn away. Now the truth of it is, while you did go to class, you really didn't want to be away from me. I didn't want to be away you from didn't want you. To be away and, from I me. and I didn't go to class. And that's the reason why I went, you it, did make it, it was an art history class. But I made an L. And the final exam was a hundred <laughs> pictures you know, and, none and of she would put the picture up on the screen you had to identify the name of the picture and the artist after about 10 pictures i just left i didn't even i didn't even finish the test because i know i didn't know none of them i had missed all the class hanging out with you at the union but my point is we all know about sacrifice we rap talks about the first time he ever made a seat what happened he got married to april why because he, he didn't care about that class he cared about being with his wife so we all understand the power of sacrifice. I'm going to read a scripture before we get through, but I want y'all to think about this. Why 
why have we normalized sacrifice for everything but God? Mm, that's a good question. Why have we normalized sacrifice? Jesus, there is no sacrifice. Yeah. Listen, I don't care how good your mama was. You're right. Your mama did. Your mama sacrifice do not match what Jesus did. I don't care what your daddy did, what your grandmama did. Why have we? It's a fallen mindset mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that causes us. We understand that we should sacrifice for our job. Yes. We understand that we should sacrifice to get a degree. Yeah. We understand that in order to build a business, we should sacrifice. We understand that in order to lose weight, we should sacrifice. Yeah. We understand in order to get good credit, we should sacrifice. We understand that in order to have a, a relationship with each other, we should sacrifice. So why have we, we, so what I hear us saying is we're not against sacrifice. Our flesh is offended that we would sacrifice for Jesus. Mm -hmm. We're not against sacrifice. Even people who are offended by Jesus mm. will believe in sacrifice. sacrifice yeah. So we are not against, it, it, so it's not that we it don't. It is because we understand that sacrifice produces something. Mm -hmm. We understand that. The question becomes is why have we, what has the adversary, what has the enemy done to our thinking that gets us out of that mindset when it comes to thinking about the sacrifice that Jesus has made? I love it. Tierra said, Galatians 5, who yep. bewitched you? Yep. Who tricked yep. you? Who got, who in, made your, who us got think? in your mind? I started thinking this several years ago. I felt like the Holy Spirit said this to me, that the only reason we believe walking with Jesus is hard is because our mind is unrenewed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We were actually born to walk with yes, Jesus. Absolutely. We were created to walk with Jesus. We, we literally are doing the hard thing. We are seeing is the hard sin thing. Is the hard Rebelling thing. against God is the, is the hard, hard thing. thing. Staying in sickness and poverty. In fact, the Bible is the says hard it's thing. hard to kick against the prick. Yes. It, it's it's sin is the hard thing. Sin is the hard thing. So what, what we want to do is we want to begin to really begin to bring our heart posture. Now, and what a wonderful day to do this. What a wonderful day to do this. Now, think about this. Jesus had to bring his heart posture. Absolutely. Jesus knows what he's come to do. Yes. He's 100% God, yep. but he's 100% man. Absolutely. Right? When he is in the Garden of Gethsemane mm -hmm. and the time is winding mm -hmm. out up, Jesus is like, Father, is there any way you can remove this cup from me? Yeah. His his humanity is saying, Father, I will do what you want me to do. Mm -hmm. But is there any way of these people can be saved without me going to yeah. the cross? And it wasn't, and people sometimes, and that's true. And I've heard people talk about, oh, because he didn't want the crown of thorns on his head. He didn't want to be pierced in the side. He didn't want to have the nail prints in the hand. But it really wasn't the physical pain at all. He didn't want to have to endure. Think about this. The sin. We said the sin is the hard thing, right? The hard, He endured the hard thing of everybody who ever was, is, and to come at one time. It wasn't the nails in his hand. It wasn't the nails in his feet. It was the fact that he was going to have to be both schizophrenic and bipolar at the same time. That he was going to have to be suicidal and homicidal at the same time. Every decrepit thing that exists in this earth that we recognize or don't recognize as sin, as demonic, as wrong thinking, fell on him simultaneously. That is the reason that he began to feel that weight and that grief and ask the father, "Is just check it, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to obey you. But is there another way? Because the Bible says that the sin was so great 
that it changed his visage, that his face physically did not look the same. It wasn't from the plucking out of the beard. It wasn't from the beatings on his back. It wasn't from the nail prints, the nails shoved in his hands or in his feet or him being poked in his side or the fact that they took his clothes and, 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 and cast lots for it. It was the weight of my sin and your sin and everybody who's watching and everybody in the world who's ever lived, who is living or will live. Their sin fell on him at one time. Well, and I would say what also added to his anguish is that in order to take our sin, he had to be separated from yes, the father. Absolutely. He had absolutely. never he been had never. separated from because the father. Sin, sin because sin him. separated him. Yes. Now picture this. He is God in flesh. Ooh, He's gracious. God in flesh. My goodness. He's going to have to give up my God. the godness in him my God, my God. in order to take it, it, so it's the beating, the spitting, all of that different stuff. And then it's everything you said, schizophrenic. He's struggling with um, sexual perversion at the same time that he is struggling uh, with pornography. It's all happening at one time. And the biggest thing is that it's going to cause him. In fact, when Jesus is on the cross and he says, Elohi, Elohi, why has thou forsaken me? Literally, he is like, because in order for him to take the sin of the world, God had to remove himself yeah, from He had him. to turn his back on his son. He had to turn his back on his son. Mm. Now, this is, and I say this all the time because people all, I am not trying to say I'm perfect by any means. But when someone asks me what motivates me to obey, if I start thinking about that cross, yeah. If I start thinking about what Jesus did to get me back, it really, I, I'm not saying it's always easy. And, and here's, a, here's something so simple to think about, right? As a parent, would imagine having to do turn your back on one of your kids for people you don't even know. Allowing, allowing your kid to just have the physical being that Jesus took for somebody you don't know. M most of us couldn't even phantom it. I mean, just, just to be honest, we couldn't even phantom a love like that. How can I love a stranger like that and let my child who I love and gave birth to and nourished go through that? I couldn't do that. But, G but, but that's literally what Jesus did for us. God gave his son to the world. Jesus accepted the assignment when, and, and, and never said a mumbling word about it. Knew what was coming in the whole time prepared it so that you and I could live a life free of the consequences of sin. He couldn't say a word because any word he said would have condemned Kevin would have responded. us. Yeah. He would have condemned yes. us. Yes. All he had to say is I'm yep. not guilty. Yep. All he had to say yep. is I don't want to do this. Yep. All he had to say is that it was them, yep. not me. All he had to say was let them pay for their own sins and then this thing we would still we wouldn't even we wouldn't even be having resurrection Sunday we would still be having Passover and we would still be cutting up goats and stuff in order to have this still wasn't a good enough still sacrifice still wasn't a good enough sacrifice he is risen he is risen. He so is the risen. scripture that I wanted to read for y'all I hope this is blessing you today he is risen is that in um it, it just blesses me so much because here it is, the Bible says that Jesus is so tormented, right, at this idea of going to the cross, that he sweats blood. 
The next time you are debating obeying God, wipe your head. Mm. If there's no sweat of blood, not just sweat, if there's no sweat and blood, go ahead and walk it out. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and walk it out. The next time you're thinking, you know what? I don't want to change the way I eat. I want you to think about them 39 stripes he took on his back for all of your healing. The next time you're thinking, you know what? I don't really, I want to respond because they talk crazy to me. I want you to think about them pulling the hair out his yep. beard and spitting in his yep. face and saying to him, and saying to him, um, and, and, and saying to him, if you be the son of God, mm -hmm. come down off of this cross. Because let me tell y'all something. Every one of us know if we have been on that cross and they said to us, if they said to us, listen here, don't, if Seconda, no, no, I, I'd have never got to the cross. No, no, but let's say you got <laughs> it to the cross. I'd have called God. Let's I'd say you my got daddy. to the cross. <laughs> they, they, they is gambling for your garments and somebody that looked up there and said, now, if you the son of God, why don't you get yourself down? I want y'all to know um, say less. Remember, no, no. <laughs> Remember when Papa used to say, "I's done had dog, I can stand." I's done. Everyone and I no can't stands no more. If you tell the truth at that moment, baby, you to come up off that cross like a superhero. You to come up off that cross like they came back after the blip. Um, when Thanos had blipped them, you'd have come back in that cross. You'd have been like, "Cause about what I'm about to do is show you." Who I am. I would have said, say less. And when he all blinked his eyes, we'd have been trading places. He'd have been on the cross and I'd been sitting there looking at him. Say, say less. <laughs> say less. Peter says, I'd have said, I can show you better I show than I can tell That's you. right. Say less. So here he is. Here he is with all power. All power. That he is surrendering to the Father. Ooh, he actually that's a whole says, that's a whole he got message. all power, but, but he, he is surrendered to so you got the power to choose yes. what you want to but choose. But will you surrender? But have you surrendered it to will the you Father? you surrender that power? You can date who you want to date. Mm. You can marry who you want to marry. You can live in what city you want to live in. You can say what you want to say. Yep. You can go where you want to go. But will you surrender the power that you My have God. to our Lord? My God. Will you surrender that? Will you surrender mm -hmm. that to him? Because this is where we're supposed to be in this place of walking in fellowship. And really is that so many of us, it's not that we don't love Jesus, right? I'm, I, I'm talking about people who, like, can I just be honest? I'm talking about people you've been in church a long time, but you still make excuses over the things you know God told you to do. Mm. You, you know you're supposed to be ministering to the world. You know you're supposed to be doing whatever God has told you to do. You have a purpose just like Jesus has a purpose. It's a part of his ultimate purpose. But you still, and, and, I, and I think that that's, that's why the surrender has to be so personal because it's easy to look and say, um, well, I don't cuss like so-and-so cusses, right? Mm. Except, but God told you that you're supposed to be ministering to people and you're not doing it. Right. So then it's still people who are not getting this message of the gospel because you don't want to put yourself out. 
You don't want to be misjudged. You don't want people to talk about you. Literally, some of you have been sitting with callings, words that were prophesied over you. You were called things like Deborah. You were called that you were supposed to be like David. You were supposed to be like Moses. You were supposed to be like whoever in the Bible that was supposed to bring freedom. But here you are 30 years in the call. And yes, you love Jesus. And yes, you go to church. And yes, you try not to curse people out. But you have not surrendered to the point that Jesus did because every time it gets difficult for you, you justify why you won't surrender. And that's why I think we need to tie our surrender to what we saw Jesus do. Mm -hmm. We look at what Jesus did and we, we need to give up this mindset that it's always going to be easy. It's one of the reasons we've been saying this year in church, you can do hard things until they become easy. Yep. Like every Jesus did not promise us that everything he asked you to do was going to be easy. What he promised you is that he would be a very present help in the time of trouble. What he promised you is that in your weakness, his strength would be made perfect. He did not promise us that everything we would do would be something we wanted to do. I don't know about you. We're talking about being in ministry for 23 years. Have you done some things for ministry you didn't want to do? Oh, absolutely. Have you done some things for Jesus you didn't want to do? Absolutely. You know, the reality of it is, is that you... The, you you can't expect to receive such a great sacrifice and not have it reciprocated. But I can tell you this, there's not a single thing I've ever done that I didn't want to do that comes anywhere close to equaling what Jesus did. Not a single thing, not a single thing have I ever in my life had to do that I did not want to do that comes anywhere close to equaling what Jesus did when he didn't want to do it. So if he can make that sacrifice, there's no reason there's not a, there's a sacrifice I cannot make. And I think when we begin to think about that, that is the revelation that we get that draws us to this place of, hey, you know what? I don't care what it takes. I'm going to honor and serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Is this putting it in proper perspective for you? Because it doesn't do us any good to shout today and then keep doing our thing tomorrow. Right, right. It doesn't do. And I want you to know all of our things is not things that the world would call bad. It's just this lack of complete surrender. It is this practicing of surrendering every day the way that Jesus did every day that he walked. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes, but it means that when we make mistakes, when we sin, when we miss the mark, when we find ourselves with a weight, we should not be content with that. We should not now, now then use language like I'm just human. Mm -hmm. No, I'm born again. Yeah. I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And whatever God has called me to do, his supernatural power has equipped me to do it. So even if I don't feel like it, there is still an equipping when I don't feel like it. You know what? I wish somebody would put in the comment section. You ought to just type this. Say, I surrender completely. I surrender completely. I surrender completely. I surrender completely. Listen, I'm talking full surrender. I'm talking complete surrender. I mean, God, I, I'm I'm yielding everything I have to you. You know, it's funny because um, the Apostle Paul, who I you know I like the Apostle Paul a lot, but he says something in First Corinthians 15 and 17, which goes along with what you were saying earlier, and he really says that he says, if Christ has not been raised, right? He says, then your faith would be futile. 
and you would still be in your sin. You are still in your sin. So it don't matter how good you are. It don't matter what you say or what you do and how wonderful people clap for you. If Christ had not been raised from the dead, this, this, because you talked about how we would still be uh, uh, sacrificing uh, bullocks and lambs and all that stuff. Our faith would be futile if it wasn't for Jesus's resurrection. Because what will we be believing in? Everything else we're going to celebrate from this day into next Easter is all based on his resurrection. And anything not based on his resurrection is just not going to get it done. And so for us, it's like, hey, we don't want to just remember this on Easter, right? We literally train ourselves to think about this when we get ready to make a decision, when we get ready to, to, to launch something new in our ministry, when we get ready to think about whether we, where we want to live, you know, as we, as we get old and what we may want to move to and what we want to do with the ministry and what we, who should we be ministering to. Our question is, let's ask God because he made the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, and as a result, he ought to be consulted. He ought, to be he ought to be consulted. I should ask God. He ought to be consulted and deferred to. Yes. Consulted and deferred and to. And when I say consulted, I don't just mean like, hey, what do you think? Okay, that's not what I mean. We should ask him and whatever he say, that's what we should find ourselves that's doing. That's what we should find ourselves doing. Now, you just said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. 15, 17. 15, 17, that if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins, mm -hmm. right? And then I love this. In it, this is Mark. This is Mark the 16th chapter, and this is the day that they have gotten up to go and Mary and, and Mary Magdalene. They have gone up the mother of James Shalom. They, Shalom. They have gone because they want to anoint Jesus' body, right? And they're on their way to the tomb, and they're trying to figure out who's going to move the big rock in front of there, right? Well, and when they entered the tomb. Verse five, it says, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, don't be alone. Don't be alone. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He, here. he is raised from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee mm -hmm. and you will see him there just as he said. Now, Pastor Ellen just gave us a scripture that says, if Jesus wasn't risen, we are still in our sins. Well, this in Mark 16 just tells us that when they go to anoint Jesus' body, the angel says, you're looking for Jesus, but he ain't, but he ain't here. He already. That means that when risen. Jesus got up out of his sin, we could get up out of our mm -hmm. sin. And I think, I think one of the things that really has to happen in the church is that the message of the gospel cannot be focused on going to heaven. Mm -hmm. It must be focused on that we received a new life and the sin we used to be compelled to do before Jesus, we don't have to do anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't care how long you've been bound by. I don't care what kind of generational curse has been assigned to you. I don't care how long you've been addicted. When he got up, we got up. Mm -hmm. And so we got up out of, in Colossians 1, it says that we were translated out. So why did Jesus do all of that? Mm -hmm. Why did Jesus take all of those sins, all of that sickness, all of the things that you talked about? Why did he get his back beat like that? He got, he did it so he could get up, so we could get up. 
I do not have to live bound to sin. I do, I do not have to live bound to addiction. And I don't think we taught that enough. I don't care how much your flesh craves it. I don't care how long you have done it. There is a superior power in the Lord Jesus. And the Bible says the greater one lives on the mm -hmm. inside of you. So if you want to do something for Jesus today, you know what you can do for him? You could give him your addiction. Yes. You could give him your recurring yes. sins. Yes. You could give him your iniquity. Mm -hmm. You could give him that anxiety that you struggle with and try to fix yourself. Man, listen, you really need to say, I am done with dealing with this and I'm going to let the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead raise me up out of sin. This sin has had dominion over me long enough. This sickness has had dominion over me long enough. And so since I'm celebrating that Jesus got up with all power, then I got up in him. So I got up with all power and I'm going to begin to walk as someone who has authority over it instead of someone who is dominated by. And there it is in Colossians 3, 3 out of the, uh, the mirror version. We talked about that. We've read this before. It says your union with his death. Your, our union with our his union death. with his it death broke the association with the world sin. It says now see yourself located in a fortress where your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's it. You know the Bible talks That's about it like good. this. The Bible talks about it in Romans, and it says um, it, it talks about how we are, are no longer uh, bound to sin. That we're no longer a, I think he used the word call us a slave to sin. Mm -hmm. When when we when, when that union that we talk about there, that union with Christ, it breaks that bondage. We're no longer slaves to sin, but we are now, if you want to call that slaves unto righteousness. But 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 I mean we we bound ourselves unto righteousness, you know, and it's just today is one of those days where I just always think, man, it's a great day to come home. It's a great day. To it's come a great home. day to come home. And I don't mean a church home. I don't mean to your big mom and them house. I mean, it's a great day to come home to the place where you started before you ever even knew this earth. And that is in heaven. It's a great day to come back to the kingdom of God. It's a great day to come home. And so if you're not saved, if you've never made the commitment. If you've never if you've never made the commitment, that, and I don't take it for granted because we learn all the time that there are people who go to church. But they say, I, I've, I go to church, but I, have, I actually never made a commitment to God. I never said, God, I want you to forgive me for my sins. I never I never really confessed Jesus. I just went to church and the people were nice and I hung out and I started working and doing different things because I had the skills and talent to do it. We're saying to you, if you haven't made that commitment, if you haven't said, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Lord, I, I, I'm asking you to forgive me of all of my sins. I thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. That's good, baby. If you haven't said that, say that today and mean it from your heart. Because the Bible says that with our mouth, we make confession. But with our heart, that's how we believe. We believe unto salvation because we believe in what, what we've talked about today, what Jesus did for us. I love that. And maybe you have been, maybe you are home, but you've been sitting in the house mm. minimizing the resurrection mm -hmm. power. You that I, or so, sitting in the house like a rebellious child, maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe you won't you want to stop doing that today. You want to stop being rebellious. But I really want to speak to the person that like you have really minimized the resurrection power. You think it's enough to get you to heaven, you think it's enough to do some stuff, but you literally have never really embraced 
that whatever struggle you have, whatever secret struggle you have, whatever public struggle you have, that the resurrection power is enough for that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stay the same. Mm -hmm. His power is enough. It is bigger than fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. It is bigger than. So if you're out there and you're like, you know what, Pashon, I am a born again believer. I do go to church. But the truth of it is there have been situations in my life, situations in my body, situations in my family that I keep exalting above Jesus. Mm -hmm. And today I want to put the resurrection power in its place. And I want the Holy Spirit to show me this truth that the same Jesus that was that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken me and bring me out of this situation. The truth of it is, Pastor Sean, is that I've dealt with suicidal thoughts for a long time. I've dealt with um aggression for a long time. I've dealt with anger a long time. I've dealt with poverty a long time. I've dealt with not feeling good enough long enough. But today, from this teaching, I hear the Holy Spirit saying to me that the same spirit that raised Jesus yes. is here to raise me. And I position myself to be raised. What does that mean? That means every lie that I have ever believed about the inferiority of the blood of Jesus and his resurrection power, I am throwing it down today. His blood is enough. His power is enough. And I want you to invite the Holy Spirit to come and set you free. Every addiction be broken in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. Every, every, every sin, because sometimes there are sins that people enjoy doing, but sometimes there are sins you want to get out of. You don't want to do that anymore. And it's like, it's got a grip on you, but we release the resurrection power to break you free now in the name of Jesus. And if that's you, if you're not driving, I want you to stand up and I want you to see yourself stepping out of what you believe into what Jesus has said about you. I'm stepping out of it. What does that mean? That does not mean that the thought is never going to come again. It means I'm never going to agree with the thought again. It means that when the thought tries to say to you, you're not enough, you can, if the thought, the devil may even be trying to mock you right now. There's no way you're going to give up porn. You've been bound by porn all of these years. You should just accept it. You got to start saying that is not me anymore. I have been raised in Christ. My union with him has broken my connection to the world. That has to be the place that we begin to think about everything that tries to come against us. Mm -hmm. So if that was you and you were like, man, I just prayed that. I just believe God for some things to be broken off of my life. Then could you raise your hand and say, that's me. So we all know that we should be praying for you and that we should be agreeing with you. That's right. The resurrection power is bigger than anxiety and low self-esteem. I have been raised from Christ. So when the enemy tries to say to you, you have anxiety, you say, no, I have been raised. I have been raised. When those thoughts come, you have to remember your new identity, mm -hmm. who you are in Christ. And you are not raised because you have done everything right. Mm -hmm. You are not raised because you always remember to dump your day and set your intention. You are raised because Jesus regulated your mind on the cross. Amen. I want you, if you're a person who struggles with your mind, I want you to lay your hand on your mind right now. And I want you to say, I have the mind of Christ. I surrender this mind to Christ and I release 
I release every diagnosis mm -hmm. and I release every label that I have ever received that did not come from Jesus. Now, I don't care what your other issue is. If it's a problem in your body, if it's a problem with your heart, if you're a grudge holder, I release being a grudge holder. That is not who Jesus has made me to be. I release anger. Come on, like if you really want to celebrate Jesus, step into your freedom today. Mm -hmm. Freedom is the key. Freedom is the key. Yeah. And he has made us free. Mm -hmm. Amen. Listen, y'all know we got to get to the big service today. Yeah. We wish all of you were here. We hope you will be here for the next huddle, which is when? May 28th. May 28th. This, the guys, this Memorial Day weekend, you might as well come to Arkansas and hang out with us, right? It, and so we want to see you there. We want to remind you. Is that, that Memorial on, Day weekend? That is. I think, I'm pretty sure it's Memorial Day weekend. You're going to look right quick? I'm going to look real quick. Okay. So, if you remember last week, we had to move. Um, it is. We had to move um, Relationships 101 because we had impending storm. And so that's going to be this Tuesday. Yeah. We're going to have Relationships 101. Earlier that day at noon, Pastor Edwin is going to be doing Ed Talk. And guess what the Ed Talk is going to be about? What? Taming your mind. Taming your mind. So you was just when you was talking about praying for people and laying their hands on their mind, I was like, okay, that's that's all. I mean, I knew that's what we were going to talk about on Tuesday. We're going to talk about taming your mind at it all. So, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, amen. Because the Lord sets us up, right? Yeah. And so we want you. But you're right. That night, relationships one on one. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. And then on Wednesday, we have prayer, come to prayer. We have Ignite at 715. Yep. We have Refresh at 8 o'clock. Yep. And then on Friday morning, we have this Champions Gathering. And then next Sunday at 9 o'clock, Pastor Chris and Elder Valley will be back with Kristen Valley Worship. Yep. Listen, what do I want you to do today? I want you to live in the resurrection power. Yes. Think about that. I want that. you to live yes. in the truth yes. that you are free. Yes. I want you to live not trying to get free, but because you are free. Mm -hmm. I want you to live and celebrate what Jesus has done. Guys, don't just celebrate it by clapping. Celebrate it by walking in Somebody the said they're coming to the May Huddle. All right. All right. Come Destiny on. coming on, to Destiny. the May Huddle. Right. I've been planning to be there. Come right. on. Come, come on. to the May come Huddle. On. Come on. All right. So we love you guys. We want you to have an amazing day. And we just ask you to pray for us that we'll have, what, at least another 23 years in ministry, huh? Listen, tw today is 23 years. years in ministry. We woke up this morning. You said that. I thought... What's today? And I was like, oh, it is April the 9th. It's April the 9th. Yeah. So on the 25th, our 25th year in ministry, we have an old school service, right? Yeah. All right. I want to be I want to be clear. I'm probably not going to wear a hat, but I'm going to wear a bass suit for y'all, okay? Because I don't want y'all just coming. And I'm probably not going to wear some gators, but I'm going to wear some cold, cold hunts. Right. Okay? I mean, I just, I want to, I want to, I, I want to tame expectations, right, okay? Right. But you know who going to have a hat on? Oh, Chandra. Chandra. Chandra going to have a hat on. Now, going to have a hat on. And Chris May. And Chris, but you know who else going to have a hat on? Kimberly Dennis. Oh, now, you okay, don't know it, but okay. she going to have a hat okay. on, too. All Right. And so right now, not all day long, Joshua. Not, <laughs> not all day. Not coach that. Co we're we, we gonna, we gonna do half day, Josh. We're gonna do half day. But, but you know what we're gonna do when it's over? We're gonna have us some fried chicken in the fellowship hall. Right, now listen, because if right. we're gonna have us all a service, right. we need to have a fur a, 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 a serve. Oh, we don't have no mortgage hall. Uh -uh. uh uh. We ain't got no mortgage. Nope, nope, nope. Dead we ain't free. got one of them. Dead, Dead free, free over here, buddy. We ain't got one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so what we gonna do? That word, that word, what what do you always say that word mean? Mortgage means what? Death grip. Death grip. We, don't have no we ain't death got grip. no death We've grip. We've been set free. <laughs> uh, and so, 
Listen, we that I think we should begin to plan that, right? That that right, do that Baptist one. And y'all need to come. Y'all need to we come. We need to come. This is two years in the making. And you know how I'm gonna make sure it get done? You gonna I'm gonna tell Chris Chandra and Chris, and Chris today <laughs> that on the 25th anniversary, yep. we are going to have us a old school anniversary. And we gotta service. find someplace to rent because we ain't buying them two big crown chairs. No, that's facts. <laughs> we don't that's want facts. Them. we don't want them after the service. Vita says she coming to the 25th and she might just wear a hat. You, right, I mean, come listen, on, come on. Come on. <laughs> Somebody said, I need them church mother devil eggs. We're going to get Mama Sand and Tamara over the right, Baby, right. I'm ready. For, come on, come on, two come years. Come on, come on. What is that? 2025? Come on, two, come on, two years. All right, we love y'all so much. Y'all have an amazing day. We're about to get head on over to church. Yeah. Walk in his resurrection power. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to give. Give your resurrection mm -hmm. seed today. Yes, Give your yes, resurrection. Yes, says she coming yes, with a hat. Yes. Tiara says she coming with a choir roll. She's singing. We gonna have. Don't tell Chris they can Ooh, have Lord, a choir. Chris oh, y'all have a whole choir oh, with matching robes with F blue and white FOC robes. Ah, <laughs> we got time. We got time. We got time. No, no, you gotta have some a blue robe with the white trim and then FOC and gold going, going down, down the side. side. Oh Lord, it's Jesus. already been. It's already oh, been designed. Lord Jesus, Hallelujah. <laughs> I, we love y'all so much. Thank y'all for joining us today. God bless you. Sow your resurrection seed today. Yeah. Give, give a five, push, pay, tithely, text to give, or PayPal for our international partners. Amen. We bless you. We love you. We are so thankful you are our partners. Mm -hmm. If you're a first-time visitor and you want to become a partner, you can go to the FOC page. Yes. They're going to put the link up and you can become one of the thousand because yes. now we move past we the, move 500 past the 500 into number. the thousand. Rose, look. Rose said she going to come to the... Baby, good. listen, we might as well get to playing in this Amen. thing. You know, <laughs> listen, let me see, because you know I got the spirit to do too and much. And Rose, bring my little cuz with you when y'all come. I got the spirit to do too much, because y'all know what else we need to have? <laughs> a midnight musical. No, no. We need, no, no hold no, on, no, Strix. No, no, we need to have now, a midnight see, musical that, on we, set. So we love, oh, we love y'all. No, back, no, listen. <laughs> y'all walk with me, guys. Y'all walk with me. Walk with We love y'all. We need some midnight musical on that Saturday night. You want to become a partner FOC? No, 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 no. Go to www.focchurch.com. Scroll down and complete the No, the Saints is in. The Saints is in. We're going to have a midnight musical that Saturday night. And we're going to start service later that day, right? And then we're going to have some fried chicken when it's over. Now, come on, y'all. Y'all know. Y'all know. That's right, Destiny. They done went too far, girl. But who is for it? Who is for That might be cool because you can invite some other churches to come and sing. It might. That might work. It might work. We you got get to... Keith Harper come sing I Won't Complain. Now, he can sing it. Now, now, he can sing it now. We can bring him out of retirement. Listen, we don't even have anniversaries. <laughs> so for the 25th, can't we do a little too much? We can do a little too much. Can we do a we little got, too much? And it's got two years, so I can I can get caught up with all y'all excitement. <laughs> yeah, because you don't really know church like that. But baby, we gonna need two dramas because you got to tag one you in with somebody. Get, baby, okay. listen, I'm excited. See, the, the Saints is four. I'm four. I'm four. I mean, just it's 25 years. years. From now, midnight musical followed by old school service. I'm with it. I'm I'm I'm, listen, I'm, I'm telling Chandra as soon as we leave. I know we're going to get it done. I'm with Chandra and Chris, I'm it's with done. I'm with we love y'all. We about to go. <laughs> All right. God bless y'all. Have Bye -bye. a great day. <laughs>